I had a question uh, the other day from someone, from a listener, someone I care about. They got confused about my uh, ethics process and my mental wellness process. They got confused about, again, how I deal with sex. And I want to clarify something. In fact, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what I think still. I'm trying to formulate. I'm always learning and I'm always working at it. And um, I um, need to study some more about, about polyamory. I need to study some more about uh, Christianity and LGBTQ lifestyles and polyamory lifestyles alternative to uh, traditional man and woman uh, intimate relations and romantic relationships. I clearly need to keep studying that so I can uh, have some more, some more grounds. Okay, my alarm is going off. Have some, sorry. I'm going on to the next module, my behavioral module of my mental wellness process here during my session. But I think I'll call this... Uh, a behavioral awareness uh, episode as well as life purpose. Um, I will go ahead and reiterate what I had to deal with this past year um, and I'm still struggling with it today. Um, I had to confront I think for the last time last summer how I was setting some boundaries during a live stream and also during my, during a few other, uh, plat, uh, doing, uh, recorded stuff on platforms, I was setting some boundaries. I was on another social media platform and I was setting some boundaries and saying, um, if you want to, uh, use my, uh, material as entertainment or as something for your amusement or your your uh, sexual gratification, I'm going to block you. You know, if I have subscribers coming on that have pictures that look like they're half naked, or if I catch any behavior on your social media that's not uh, very, very regarding or respectful or um, savory, I'm going to block you. And I'm going to, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to not allow you to participate. And, uh, it's a very real part of dark human nature to uh, do the opposite or, or disobey when, uh, when you set a boundary. You know, when, when a person sets a boundary, when, when a person uh, expresses themselves or says, I would like you to do this, I would like you to do that, um, it's very uh, understandable to expect someone to do the opposite. So um, I was I was making some very clear uh, clear requests that um, if you come on the live stream, um, I expect you to be on topic. I expect you to uh, participate as though you were interested in what I'm saying. Otherwise, either get out of here or respectfully listen, observe, you know, or if you don't like it, you can leave. 
And um, I would, I would, even, I, I didn't ask to be invited to anything like that on on other people's live streams. This was Pacosha. I didn't ask anybody to be uh, inviting me to other uh, mental health stuff or other spiritual stuff. But um, you can bet dollars for donuts that um, within 24 hours of, of that boundary, within that request, I um, I got invitations to go to uh, sexual and uh, suggestive uh, live streams and I got I got people on my live stream that uh, that were silent I would I would try to engage with them and interact with them and they they would ignore me and that is a good way you know unless maybe I don't know I I even expect people that are shy to behave themselves. I used to be a very shy person when I was uh, in high school and when I was at Girl Scouts and when I was going to church groups with a friend of mine in, at school. I, when I got reached out to or spoken to, now maybe I had the speak and don't speak unless you're spoken to mentality, but at least when I got spoken to, I didn't ignore who spoke to me. I, um, like if somebody said, uh, Cyril, you know, how was your day at school? I would answer them. You know, even if I was in a bad mood, even if I was depressed, even if I was, you know, limerent or dealing with an obsessive uh, whatever I was dealing with in my mental mental illness when I was a, a teenager or young adult, I answered people. So uh, I would I would do live streams and uh, people would come in and they would they would just be silent even when I did engage with them and I found that very disrespectful I, I blocked them I said okay if you're not going to even uh, answer me I'm blocking you and then I got invited to uh, these uh, risque you know it was almost as if people wanted to defy me you know and defy what I was doing so I deleted my account and um, I don't know I hit I hit a bottom I was not even interested in uh, being saved by the Lord. I wasn't even interested in having a relationship with Jesus or even with God. I was just, I was at a loss. And um, I called my mentor and um, I said, I said, I listen, I'm exposed to it everywhere I go. I'm exposed to uh, disregard. I'm exposed to disrespect everywhere I go. People people sing about about sex all the time on the, on the you know, on media, people talk about sex. Now, I don't mind people talking about it in a in an educational way, or in a enlightened way, or in a you know spiritual way. I don't I don't mind, but you know, people talk about it. I'm talking about people who talk about it as if they were working for Hollywood and Masters and Johnson and all these other companies, these capitalist countries that that want to appeal to your your mind and your psyche and your heart and your spirit and your your gonads to uh, manipulate you and um, you know I I told my mentor about that I said I am friggin done here I don't know what to do and um, and he said why don't you listen to uh, music that's um, that lifts you up and I said okay that that leaves uh, spiritual music that leaves music about God, that leaves music about Christian stuff. And I said, well, what about dance music? And he goes, he goes, you can listen to uh, dance music, just look for it on, on YouTube. And I did. 
I was listening to it, and you know when you hang out at a barber shop long enough, you get a haircut. And I got a haircut. I hung out long enough at, you know, listening to uh, spiritual music, up, you know, lifting music and uh, energy music and, and God music. And um, I don't know, something, something happened inside me. And I don't want to say I became a Christian. That sounds a little too simplistic. But um, I felt almost like Jesus was saying, it's about time, Cyril. You know, I'm, I'm here anytime you're ready. I started studying the Bible, and I didn't study it cover to cover. That was a big mistake I made years ago. I tried to study from Genesis on, and I got bored, and I got jaded, and I got uh, overwhelmed, and I stopped. And um, I consulted with YouTube again, and um, someone said on YouTube, um, start with John. The book of John and I did you know Jesus is life and I finished from there Matthew and I almost started with Mark I got a little overwhelmed so I just uh, I basically when I have questions about Christianity I, I look things up on YouTube you know like uh, okay Jesus said this now what was this about or John said that or uh, whatever so anyway I digress I think I spent I spent five or I spent ten minutes already talking about that. Okay, the universal ethics thing, the conclusion that I have drawn for myself. Uh, sex. Um, I believe that God spoke to me when I heard these words. This is a personal experience. Now we all have a personal relationship with the Lord and with God, you know, and my personal relationship. Uh, there was a communication and, and it went something like this. Cyril, you shall not use sex for pleasure. And you shall not condone anyone else's behavior using sex for pleasure for a drug. You shall not condone or, or yourself use sex as a pastime or a reward or a punishment or a time killer or a self-harm tactic or a... Um, Anything destructive, other than what God means, what other what I God was talking to me, what I mean for it to be, and what I mean. Of course, I said, "What's that?" And God, God said, "I mean that it's for procreation. You're postmenopausal. You're 56 years old. You're postmenopausal. So uh, you're not supposed to have children. What else? What else shall you use it for? Uh, bonding." The bonding process that goes for LGBTQ relationships. If you're LGBTQ and not in my case anyway, but but in other people's LGBTQ uh, lives, if you still want to have children, you can do it some other way. Artificial insemination. Um, you can uh, you can adopt. There are lots of children. Who need to be adopted into good families, into families that are stable and loving. And uh, LGBTQ people are stable and loving, depending on uh, what they're dealing with. Just like with traditional lifestyle people, you know, with the uh, you know straight or heterosexual lifestyles. So um, I felt very comforted with that idea. I thought, oh my gosh, even uh, Christians can be 
can be uh, LGBTQ. You know, there's the Metropolitan Community Church. You know, they, um, they've been uh, persecuted a lot for being LGBTQ. They've been told they can't be Christian, they can't be uh, LGBTQ. So, um, that was comforting, that was a relief to know. And I even did some research on that. Uh, there's a lot of persecution still in the Christian community against uh, LGBTQ communities and individuals. And I ignore that and I abhor that. I don't think, I, I have a theory and an opinion that, that people who have that attitude don't have enough knowledge of God yet, don't know what sex is for yet, really. That's my theory, that's my opinion right there. That's Cyril's opinion, Cyril's theory. Um, so, um, okay, um, I'm polyamorous, and um, I'm LGBTQ. I'm, uh, I'm bisexual, and I'm polyamorous. And um, I, right now, I'm currently dating a man and a woman. And uh, the woman doesn't live with me, but she, uh, she comes over a lot. You know, we decided not to be roommates anymore, but um, she still comes over, and we love each other, and we're committed to each other. And um, we're defining love the way we need to define it. And it's not like a drug. It's not like a pastime or a, uh, you know, or, or a trip. We're, we're using our sexual relationship to express love for each other. And we're not sleeping around. And uh, the, my, uh, my man, my boyfriend, um, you know, same thing. Um, it's kind of the same living arrangement as I had with Dee. So uh, we can't sleep together. But we date. We get romantic. And... Um, we're not at the stage really where we're making out, but we define it, you know. My uh, my main partner seems to be uh, Aura now, the woman. And I broke, Dee and I broke up, we're friends now. So it's just me and uh, the man and the woman. But uh, we're bonding. When we, uh, when, when we make love, it's a bonding process. And uh, when a man and a woman are married or committed in an exclusive relationship, hopefully they're having sex to uh, enhance their bond, make and enhance their uh, bonding process. They're literally making love. And um, whether they have children or not, you know, they can choose to procreate or not procreate. Hopefully they're, they're planning their families wisely and, and the children they produce are children they, they really want and thought through producing. I was an, un, I was an unwanted child. Um, my mother wanted me, but she was ill. And the people that raised me consequentially didn't want me born. And that did me a lot of damage. And, um, you know, n never have a child because you feel like you have to. And never even adopt or take care of a child for your own ends. Because the child knows the difference. They, they may not know consciously or cognitively or photographically, but they know inside that they're not wanted. So, um, God means for us to have sex, to procreate. Hopefully uh, we're mature enough to do that. That's why I think uh, we need to be sexually mature to have sex. 
because children are produced by it, especially if you don't want to practice birth control, um, or if you're against abortion, you need to be able to have a pregnancy that's, that's carefully thought out and organized, and, um, I know that's not very romantic, and that can, that can really be messed up in the heat of the moment, but again, the heat of the moment. It's like having a trip. It's like having a face it, you know, it's like being under the influence. Your judgment is clouded when you're limerent or in love or uh, sexually active. Your judgment may be impaired. I know my, mine was when I was really active. And um, before I got involved with uh, Aura and Cherie this summer, I, um, I had to ask myself some hard questions. I had to pray and I had to um, st do some Bible study and uh, I had to uh, talk to my mentor and my roommate even. Um, is this right? Am I having sex for the right reasons even if I'm poly? And um, am I doing it for, I can't do it for procreation, but am I doing it for uh, bonding with my partners? And I, I knew deep down inside that the answer was yes. And uh, the people I consulted said, said, I think so. I think so, Sarah. You know, I don't think this time you're, uh, you're hurting yourself or getting hurt. You know, no one's hurting you and you're not hurting anyone. You might be offending some people that don't like polys or LGBTQ, but that's their problem. You're not really hurting them. They're just having their issues. So, um, you know, that's the conclusion I've drawn. Um, ethics does not mean sexual repression and ethics does not mean not to be human and not to do it but ethics is are you practicing sexuality in an ethical way are you avoiding it or are you forcing it on someone else against their will are you stimulating someone against their will even stimulating them are you doing that against their will I see a lot of that being done in the media again social media I see it done on TV, I see it done, you know, Hollywood, I see it done in the movies, I see it done in music. That's why I need to choose the music that I listen to. I still listen to romantic songs, but because that's part of life, but not as much as before. I am taking command. I don't even like to I don't even like to watch ads. I use a YouTube app that doesn't have ads on it. IG, IGE Block, that's a good one. It might be on the App Store. Um, it's on the Google Play Store if you have Android. Um, IGE, IGE Block. It's a YouTube app if you don't want to watch ads on YouTube. And um, if it's not, you know, if someday they force, force us all to watch ads on YouTube, ignore the ads as best you can. They're... Uh, a lot of them are sensational. That's why I don't like watching them. A lot of them will brainwash you into believing that, that it's okay to it's okay to exploit people. It's okay to exploit yourself for your self-esteem by buying a product that you don't even want lots of times. And uh, many of us can't even afford the products that, that are advertised. You know, I don't even have to... Well, I don't even have to go there right now. But anyway, um, I don't know if that answers your question. But, um, I want to put that idea out there, you guys. If we want to have a healthy sexual world again, 
we want to have a real sexual revolution, stop abusing it. It's not a drug. It's not a toy. It's not something to play with. It's not. You know, if you if you want to role play with your partner or mess around in the bedroom with your partner or whatever, that's your business. But don't do it against someone else's will. And don't let it be done to you against your will. That is very important. I'm not going to say the R word. Just, you know, don't let it keep happening against our will. Because then that's when it gets poisonous. That's when it gets toxic. That's when it becomes abuse. Seriously. And that's when you're, you're, you're not doing what God wants you to do. All right. Take care. God bless you.